You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Reds kicked off their six-game road trip on Friday night in a big way as they beat the Marlins in Miami 7-4. Jake Fraley broke a 4-4 tie with a three-run homer in the top of the ninth. It was Fraley's second home run of the game. Tyler Stevenson also hit a home run in the fourth inning for Cincinnati. Graham Ashcraft started for the Reds. He gave up four runs in five and two-thirds innings with a couple of home runs, but he probably deserved a better fate. The Reds' defense failed him a couple of times. The Reds' bullpen continues to be good. They pitched three and a third scoreless innings. Time to get some final thoughts on the game from Tommy Thrall and Jeff Brantley. Thanks, Jed. Well, I tell you what, Cowboy, this was a... uh, a pretty big win for the Reds for a few reasons. One, it's a nice come-from-behind win. Two, the Reds really did not play good baseball for most of this game. And I, I kind of had the feeling that if that continues and you lose a game like this, that's the type of thing that can can kind of – Snowball. Yeah, turn into a downward spiral in a hurry. Well, I I agree with you. I, I thought we made some, um, some rough defensive issues, but – you look at this club and you think to yourself, all right, they made some bad plays, they made some mistakes, but yet they weren't. They, they remained aggressive on the base pass. They came up with some big hits when they had to. I mean, I, I go back to the ninth inning when you had Stuart Fairchild and Jose Barrero, and I'm sure everybody that was listening is, is kind of writing that off. All right, well, we're going to go into extra innings. A single through the right side of the hole on between first and second base for both of those guys. And they really gave Jake Fraley a chance to, to come up as a big hero. I mean, anytime that you can start it in the bottom of your order and just just great, just great pieces of hitting, and we say it a lot, uh, these guys fight for it. And I, I don't think that you can fault anybody um, at any time for a team than when they continue to fight, even when things look their worst. And, and you mentioned the bottom of the order. That happened tonight twice, where the bottom two hitters get aboard. It happened in the seventh inning rally. It happened again in the ninth inning rally, where Fairchild and Barrero find a way on, and it sets it up for the top of the order. And even though Jonathan India had a tough night at the plate, ends up snapping his hit streak, it was the guys behind him that picked it, picked him up. And that's what these guys talk about quite a bit. Hey. If, if, if I don't get it done, I know the guy behind me can get it done. And, and I'll tell you this, uh, Graham Ashcraft, there were a lot of things that happened behind him tonight that were undesirable, did not melt down, continued to pound the strike zone and continued to, to fight for it and try to keep his team in the ball game, which he did. And ultimately, uh, because of that effort and because of the effort of the bullpen, let's right. do, please do cool. not forget that. This bullpen is throwing the ball awfully, awfully well. They kept the game close, ultimately tied the game at four, and then the big blow by Fraley in the ninth put him over the top. Part of his huge night, two home runs, both of them go-ahead home runs, his first career multi-home run effort. Reds winners over the Marlins tonight, 7-4 in Miami. We'll do it again tomorrow afternoon. Yet back to you. Thanks, Tommy. Back with highlights right after this. 
The Reds knocked off the Miami Marlins on Friday night 7-4, and now to the highlights. The Reds put runners on base in the first, second, and third innings against Miami starter Yuri Perez, who was making his major league debut, but they failed to score. They did cross the plate off the right-hander when Tyler Stevenson stepped to the plate, leading off the fourth. Payoff pitch, and Stevenson cranks it to left field. This has hit a ton and gone. Tyler Stevenson, a no-doubter out of here to left over the Marlins bullpen and that's his second home run of the year and it gives the Reds a one nothing lead. Miami tied the game in the bottom of the four thanks in large part to some shaky Reds defense. Luis Arise started the inning by reaching in a ground ball that went right between the legs of first baseman Spencer Steer. Then with one down Brian De La Cruz tied the game. The pitch. This ball's whacked toward the left center field gap. Nobody's going to get it. Over to cut it off as the left fielder Fraley around to third base. Arise, he's getting the wave home. The throw over the cutoff men. And scoring easily is Arise on the RBI double by De La Cruz. Yuri Perez struck out Jose Barrero leading off the fifth. Jonathan India then flew to right, but Jake Fraley broke the 1-1 tie. Jake Fraley walked his last time up as he bats with the bases empty and two outs. The pitch, and Fraley cranks one to right field. Burdick will go back on this one. No play. It's gone! Fraley lines one out of here to right, and the Reds are back on top. It's 2-1. to one. Miami retied the game in the bottom of the fifth, and again, some questionable defense was the culprit. With one out, Joey Wendell was at the plate, and the bizarre happened. It hasn't been a big strikeout game for Ashcraft tonight. He's only punched out two, but he's only given up two hits. Now Wendell golfs one to right field. And doesn't Will, see it. Doesn't Will see Myers it. doesn't see it. It's way behind him. It lands... Well short of the warning track, Fairchild has to come all the way over from center field, and Wendell's going to end up at third on what looked to be a routine fly ball. And Myers was coming in. He had his hands out to his side, and he had no idea where that ball was. He was drifting in, and it landed about 30 yards behind him. Wendell then scored this way. Now the tying runs at third base. The Reds bring the infield in, and here's Jazz Chisholm at the plate. Top of the order up, and the pitch is inside to the backstop. Stevenson has it. Feeds Ashcraft. They know he's safe. No, he's out. The ball popped out of the mitt of Ashcraft, but it was after he had already tagged Wendell, and the umpire still called him out. And for the time being, it looks like the Reds just caught a huge break. I but think they're going to challenge this. You would have to imagine, and they will. It was overturned. The runner is safe. And that's the crew chief, Ron Culpa, letting us know what was decided in New York. That brought leadoff man Jazz Chisholm to the plate, and he put Miami in front. Ashcraft a big breath. The one-two pitch, and Chisholm hits this one to right field. Pretty well hit. Will Myers going back, looks up. It's gone into the Reds' bullpen. Solo home run, Jazz Chisholm, and the Marlins have their first lead of the night. It's 3-2. The Reds put their leadoff man on base in the sixth, but a strikeout and a double play ended that threat. With two down in the bottom of the sixth, the Marlins scored again off Graham Ashcraft when right fielder Peyton Burdock stepped to the plate. He scored on a pass ball right before Jazz Chisholm hit a home run. They put the Marlins on top, the 2-2. This ball is hit in the air, left field, and hit well. Fraley going back, looks up, and it is long gone. And now the Marlins lead it 4-2.
Jacob Stallings then singled, and that was it for Ashcraft. Alex Young came on. He got the final out of the inning. Here's the pitching line on Graham Ashcraft. Five and two-thirds inning, six hits, four runs, three earned, two walks, three strikeouts, two home runs, 99 pitches, 66, four strikes. The Reds had another chance to score in the seventh. Stuart Fairchild started the inning by singling off Tanner Scott. Jose Barrero then walked. Jonathan India struck out. Jake Frehley then reached on a force with Barrero out at second base. That was it for Scott. Haskar Brezabon then came on the pitch to Spencer Steer, and the Reds' first baseman tied the game. Arise, the second baseman for the Marlins, playing well up the middle, and now Joey Wendell, the shortstop, moves into the pool. This ball is ripped down the left field line, and it's heading in to the corner. Rounding third is Fraley. They are waving him on to the house. Here's the throw. Not in time. And the Reds have tied it on the double by Spencer Steer, his second of the night. And Fraley was running on the pitch. If he's not running, he doesn't score there. He barely scored as it was. But he never hesitated rounding the bases. A huge hit there for Spencer Steer. Neither team scored in the eighth, so we go to the top of the ninth. Dylan Floro came on the pitch for Miami, and the Reds wasted no time getting to him. Stuart Fairchild began the inning by singling the right. He moved to third on a Jose Barrero base hit. Jonathan India then struck out for out number one. But that brought Jake Fraley back to the plate. Here's the 1-1. Barrero's not running, and... Fraley yanks it to right field, hit deep, and it is gone! A three-run home run for Jake Fraley. His second home run tonight, and the Reds have a three-run lead in the ninth at 7-4. Alexis Diaz then pitched a perfect bottom of the ninth, and that was that. The Reds win it 7-4. Here are the totals. Four Cincinnati, seven runs on 11 hits, one air, seven left on base. Miami, four runs, seven hits, no airs. They stranded six. Jabot, the winner, 2-0. Floro, the loser, 2-2. Two two. Diaz saved number eight. Home runs in the game, Stevenson, number two. Fraley, number three, and number four for Cincinnati. Chisholm, number six. Burdick, number one for Miami. Two hours, 58 minutes, 13,938 on hand at Lone Depot Park in Miami. With the victory, the Reds are 17-21. and 21. The Marlins fall game under 500 at 19-20. and 20. Time to hear from Red starter Graham Ashcraft. Yeah, I mean, I felt like there's a lot of stuff working. I mean, the two home runs were hanging sliders. I mean, they're middle of the zone. I mean, it's what those guys are supposed to do with them. But uh, other than that, I mean, I felt like I was commanding the zone pretty well. I mean, was keeping an in on guys we needed to keep in on. I mean, there were some sliders that were some really good pitches. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I was really pleased with tonight. Last time out, maybe the worst start of your career. What was the key to getting over that and having a good night tonight? Just letting it go. I mean, it was one of those things you just had to go and flush it. I mean, one of those outings you just can't do nothing about. And so coming out and having a night like tonight, it was definitely a really, really plus. Were there times tonight where you had to keep your frustration in check because of things that balls that maybe weren't played or whatever, balls getting through? I mean, it's a frustrating game, obviously. I mean, I would say yes, but there was, it was something me and DJ talked about after last game, and it was just trying to just not worry about those things. I mean, I can't control it. Uh, so my focus going into it was just, you know, control the controllable, and it's some of the things you just can't control. And I felt like it was that, that helped me out with uh, tonight because things could have got out of hand earlier on. But uh, I felt like I did a good job of keeping my composure and just letting things go. So. 
Saturday afternoon, it's game two of the three-game series as left-hander Nick Lodolo goes to the mound for Cincinnati. He's 2-1 and one with a 3.82 ERA. Right-hander Sandy Alcantara will pitch for Miami. He's 1-3, his ERA 4.53. We're on the air with the pregame show at 1240. First pitch is scheduled for 110. And once again, the final score on Friday night, the Reds beat the Marlins 7-4. to And I'm Dave Armbruster with your Reds Game Recap. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.